everyone. Once Hello, again, children. yes, it is the Crook and Candle podcast. We've been away, and I'm sure, yeah, we've been gone for a while. A lot of you, it's been, has it almost been a month? I think so. Yeah. Uh, that was not intentional. Like, just shit's just been going on that's keep, kept us from being able to do the podcast regularly. So, um, in fact, we're going to talk about some of the stuff that happened while we were away. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you don't know what happened. Yeah. It wasn't like we just didn't want to do it. Um, there was quite a bit of stuff going on, which some of it's very exciting. Some of it was a little scary because mm-hmm. you got COVID. Yeah. I d- no, I did. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but we'll let's get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> let's just kind of start from the beginning. So, um, how was your week? exhausting yeah i bet it was exhausting (laughs) um yeah been working hard um again we're producing a film Mm -hmm. which uh we're going to talk a little bit about some of the experiences i had with that and um but otherwise you know it's been really really good um god when when we did the last one i think i mentioned i'd started seeing oh uh, yeah yeah you've been seeing um you've been you've been dating yeah and so that's been going good. I've are been, you are you like a thing officially or yeah yeah we're okay. a thing officially. Okay, cool. And I mean the thing about that was you know she was a client, a tattoo client, right? Which I have I for I've been doing this for twenty years. I have always had this kind of firm policy not to date. Yeah, conflict of interest. Yeah, and you know, you just don't want it to get weird. Well, it's just the idea of, like, don't shit where you eat, right? Exactly, exactly. So I don't, even if I'm really vibing with someone, I don't want to ask them out, Mm -hmm. you know, just because I don't want it to be weird, and I'd rather not date, you know, see someone a couple times and then be like, nah, this ain't it, and then all of a sudden someone's feelings are hurt and you lose a client and... You might have someone actually being like, yeah, that motherfucker, you know, yeah, I don't want to go through that. So I don't do it. But twice in my career, I've had I have dated someone um, and this is the most recent one. But both of those times it was they asked me out. And so I felt like, OK, I didn't break my rule. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that's so between, you know, it's it's spring is pretty much here the sun shining in in seattle well spring's almost over isn't it oh like, yeah well yeah yeah we're we're gonna be getting into uh summer shortly yeah um so. although it's kind of funny it's like spring's almost over but i've been having some allergy attacks yeah just on the end of the month of may yeah which i don't know what the fuck that's about like you think that would have happened sooner but for some reason it didn't but yeah. whatever i'm not complaining just took some benadryl yeah so yeah between you know just Tech, you know, in Seattle, and you can you can speak on this because you you have a new job and yeah, and um, but when it's when it's rainy, people still go out, but it's not at the level that yeah. it is when it's sunny. Yeah, you know, no, it's and, it's way different when it's sunnier. Yeah, when people, it's when it's gray. Sorry if I'm cutting you off. Yeah, um, when it's like gray and shit, like um, like and you go to a place that's usually busy, like people are more likely to just stay indoors yeah yeah or order or just go or go inside to get out of the rain yeah but most of the time they'll just stay there until the rain just subsides or something well too due to due to covid like for example in in uh, the service industry with restaurants and stuff a lot of times people will want to get 
food from a certain restaurant, but they don't want to go sit in the restaurant. So right. The, the restaurants themselves were like, well, you can order out. You know, we, yeah. we, you know, we'll even run it out to your car. You don't even have to get out. So yeah. Uber Eats. Yeah. So, um, yeah, between between tattooing, which has been ramping up, and then being in the middle of a production, which, by the way, it's exhausting filming. Sure. You know, there's a lot to it. Um, and, you know, spending some time with my girl. It's just been busy. So it was a good week. It was a good week. Nice. But I am, I, I've been tired. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Um, yeah. How, how was your week? My, my week was uh, good. It, it, I mean, but, so I'll get to the COVID thing in a little bit. But um, but yeah, this week was fine. Um, actually, I decided. Uh, actually, I've been um, finally finished up my new anime hole video that I was working on for the past few months. Mm. Um, so I'm glad. I'm happy about that. I'm happy I got that finished. Um, and I know there's people that want are looking forward to that. Um, so I, I'm actually in the middle of um, editing together a new intro for that. So I need to put some of my anime uh, Blu-rays or DVDs in my PlayStation and then do some capture uh, of some clips and shit just to put together an intro for that. But once that's done, that'll go live like before the month ends. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy about that. Um, also, uh, yeah, my I guess I'll talk about the new job that I have uh, that I got because uh, I, I want to say I got this job after uh, the last episode, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not even thinking about it. Um, why do you have to? Why do you have to get me like hey, that? I'm just, because Dino said it. <laughs> oh, did I do D that? Yeah, Dino's like, yeah, he's sitting there like itching his wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. Okay, well, I'll make sure not to do that. <laughs> um, God damn, now I'm feeling insecure. Um, no, nah, it's whatever. Um, yeah, no, the new job I got is uh, really cool. Like the last job, I, was, I think I mentioned the other job that I had before, which a big, was big, big restaurant. Yeah, big restaurant. Not going to say which. Um, that place was fucking just not great. Like it, it, the people there were fine, um, but the actual experience of working there was just so draining and exhausting and just, just little shit. Like, um, they just couldn't keep people at all. Like even uh, like uh, when the year started, like I was just working on my own as a dishwasher there. And uh, when we, when I started there, it was a two person job because it's a lot of volume. It's a volume restaurant. So when you work at a volume restaurant, it's you need a lot of people and you need a lot of reliable people to handle all the amount of shit that needs to be done. But their problem has always been they would hire somebody they get them in for the first day or they don't the the dude just fucking doesn't show up for their first day for some reason they go through the process of being onboarded and then they just oh no nah, i'm done I, I don't need to be here yeah, never mind yeah it's just like shit like that that was a constant problem psych yeah and then <laughs> um like when the sun started coming out more like it that's when it just became just hell like when it when the year started it was like still winter so people weren't out as much so i wasn't dealing with as much mm. so I could, I could do it by myself but by the time um you know it started getting sunnier and sunnier just the volume of people like it was just just hell it mm. was just hell to deal with like in fact um i think i mentioned this to you i don't, I don't remember if i mentioned this on 
the podcast, but I ended up developing a stress injury from the job mm-hmm. because I would have to like grip a lot of heavy shit with my hands. And sometimes it, which was not a good idea, like gripping like a ton of pans in one hand, like shit like mm-hmm. that, that were, and they're heavy. So like I, I ended up like waking up with numb hands. Mm, stuff like that no good which it's gotten better since i stopped working there and that's how i knew that that place was the problem yeah because like it, it's just not normal to wake up with like numb fucking hands like or just you know you, i'll be typing on my keyboard and just my my hands go numb mm-hmm. and it's like what the fuck man this sucks mm. so uh so eventually i quit that job and then i started working at this new job I'm not going to say the name just because you know, want to keep that secret, uh, you know, don't want to give too much information, but the the new place is awesome. Like just all the people there, uh, like the first few days I worked there, like everyone was like, dude, uh, every dishwasher we've had, like did not work like you, you, you bust ass. Like, and I'm like, thank you. Like, and I felt really appreciated. Like, dude, I get fucking paid. Like, like I'll have, uh, the truck people come in because they do, uh, uh, trucks mm-hmm. like they'll drive around and you know deliver food and shit like that or something like that and um like i'll have those guys come in like with dishes like hey can i give you like 10 bucks to wash our dishes i'm like fuck yeah man extra money that's cool for me yeah you know and then i've been working full time so i've been paid way more than i've been paid since oh i'm gonna have to mute that so <laughs> um ignore that um, but yeah, so, uh, just, it's been good. Like that, that place has been treating me very well. And, yeah, I know um, you, you've been way happier. Uh, yeah. you I've noticed your, your moods went up and, and I think you were there just even like they were saying you kicked ass and then all of a sudden they're like, I think we're going to give you a raise. Um, actually, I'm not sure if I got the raise yet, yeah, but, um, but, but they, we've been talking about that and yeah. I think they said once summer hits, I think that's when eventually yeah. I'll, I'll get paid basically the, the same amount that I would have been paid from the other job. Yeah. And, um, you know, they've been paying me tips and, uh, all that shit. So, you know, I'm making money, I'm making money again and I'm not feeling as uh and it's full time and it's full time before it wasn't. And yeah, were, I was working struggling. Yeah, I was I, I was working three days a week uh, around the time at the other job um, when winter hit because they weren't getting as much business. And then I tried to get more days again. And they were just like, in fact, they gave me another, one, one day, day one extra. Day. And then <laughs> for one week for one week. <laughs> and then I come back and like my my boss is like, oh, yeah, remember that Thursday we said we were going to give you again. Oh, no, we're not. We just, we just not make enough money or something like that. And I'm like, dude, that's bullshit. You get a bunch of people coming in every fucking day. What are you talking about? That made no sense. It made me feel like they were trying to push me out. I have no proof of that. But well, it's more like they don't, they just they didn't don't really care. Yeah, they didn't really appreciate yeah. what, what I was doing. In, in fact, job they appreciate. No, yeah, they really like, like every day I work there, everyone's constantly saying, thank you, thank you, man. You're kicking ass all that shit and they mean it i could tell they mean it because um when i'm not there like they have to deal with it and it's a little bit more shit that they have to deal with and uh so when i'm being appreciated and and it's legitimate appreciation and then i'm getting the fruits of that labor you know it's like it, it feels good now i guess this is where i'll um segue 
to the COVID story. So um, now for a few months, I actually, because I've been, I had a gym membership, which I put on freeze, right? And I want to say this happened, what, two weeks ago or something like that? A week ago, yeah, two, two weeks half, ago. Half, so like anyways, my um, gym membership finally unfroze and uh, I ended up going to the gym. I went to the gym for the first time in three months. And um, so went to the gym. And the normal thing I like to do is uh, because there's a, a boxing room where they, they got a, uh, a sandbag and a, a, a heavy a, bag and a speed well, bag. Yeah, yeah, a speed bag and a heavy bag. Um, but it's, I, a, it's a little room. It's a little. It's like a closet, basically. Yeah. It's like there's a no small. Eight, no fan. Yeah, or not really any circulation. So... So I went there, I did, uh, what was it? Like mostly upper body shit, triceps, biceps, uh, shoulders, my pecs. Um, but I kept it light because it's been a while since I've uh, been there. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do some like cardio shit in the, the boxing room. You know, did the speed bag, um, getting back into that because it was a while since I've done that. Then I started to just do some uh, bare knuckle, like uh, almost like Muay Thai shit, like knees and kicks and mm. punches and all that stuff. And uh, it was a good workout, you know, got me sweaty and shit. Um, and then I go home and then I think I worked that same day or maybe not. No, it was a Tuesday. So I had the day off. Then um, Wednesday comes. Now, I, as you may notice in my hand, I, I got a vape. I've been vaping. Instead of uh, smoking cigarettes, I, I've actually moved away from that. Um, so I was like smoking on this like the whole night and then having some drinks. And then, um, Kali, can you stop? <laughs> She's just laying over there by the door because the tennis ball's in there. And yeah. You, you can't play right now. It's not time for playtime. Yeah, we're busy. Yeah, you want to come over here? You can be a part of the podcast. Or you could just lay there and complain, whatever. Anyways, ignore her. Um, so I wake up and I notice I'm coughing. And it's like, it, it felt like I kind of had a sore throat. It, I mean, it was. And at first I attributed it to, oh, maybe I went too hard in the drinks and the vape because I was smoking all day. So I thought maybe I just fucked with my throat or something like that. So I was coughing. Um, but didn't seem amiss at all at the point at that time but then the day kind of goes by and then um then i get to work and i'm kind of feeling a little lethargic a little bit like a little mm, low energy but I, but again i didn't think anything of it i just thought mm, maybe because uh, i also started getting off of coffee and caffeine so i'm thinking like oh maybe my body's just getting used to not having caffeine so i'm th so that's what i thought it was then over the course of the night I notice the coughing gets worse, and then I notice my I'm feeling really like lethargic, like I'm just not myself. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm hoping it's not. I, I, in fact, I was just hoping it was just the flu or something like that. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. And then I come home around what eleven, twelve, one. I want to say it was almost like one o'clock. Yeah, something like that. So I came, I, I came home, and actually before I came home, I went to the local shell nearby, and uh, I thought to get some NyQuil uh, tablets and um, some uh, Fisherman's Friends, mm -hmm. which are basically menthol lozenges. Yeah. It's like Halls, basically, but more potent. So I got those. 
come home and you were there and uh, I immediately just told you like, hey, just a word of uh, just a FYI, I might have the flu. And you immediately thought you got a mask on and then you, you're like, hey, I got a test. Yeah, I got I bought. I went in Safeway. I went and got yeah. two COVID tests just to have them. Yeah. So you're like, hey, take this test just to make sure it's not COVID. And so I take it and um, 15 minutes go by. I come in to the bathroom where the test was sitting and I came back positive. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember when I saw that, I'm like, fuck, I was just so pissed off. Disappointed. I was just so fucking mad because I knew that meant I was going to have to miss like a whole week of, uh, work, you know? And so I was kind of worried about that. Uh, thankfully, Thankfully, um, my job comped me sick days, even though I didn't really have any sick days at the time because I was just starting. But they they comped me for that. And they were like, yeah, don't worry about it. You're fine. Um, let's just, you know, get some rest and wait until, you know, you feel better. So again, that shows the kind of job. Yeah, no, it's to. awesome. They, they're, they care. They're, yeah, they care. They're really dope. So anyways, um, first two days I was out. Like, just, it was fucking horrible. Like, I, it, now, basically, to explain what COVID is like, if you've never got it, it's basically, like, a really bad form of the flu. That's basically what it felt like. Because I've had a really bad form of the flu, like, years ago. And I and it felt the same. Although, not as bad. I, like, the I remember the last time I had the flu real bad. Like, that was worse. I was just, like, fucking super glued to my bed and taking, like, like Advil tablets just to not feel pain in my sides and shit. But it was basically the same kind of shit. Achiness, sweats, coughing, phlegm, you know, that kind of shit. And uh, just tiredness, lethargic, you know, feeling. Um, so I was just at home, you know, eating fucking chicken noodle soup and crackers. And uh, and obviously we lived together. And we lived together. So, so I was paranoid. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I made sure to wear a mask and you made sure to wear a mask. And I was mostly quarantined to my room. So, uh, in fact, there was a point where later on in the week you thought you got it. <laughs> well, actually, it was interesting because I, I've never I'm not a hypochondriac or no. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Hypochondriac. Yeah. Um, so it's not like I'm the type of person that thinks I'm sick all the time and I'm really healthy yeah. and, and I don't get sick really often. But the night that you took that test, <laughs> I went to bed and I'm, I had the worst sleep. <laughs> I was sweating. So I'm kind of awake when I'm like, Oh my God, is there, do I have a fever? <laughs> oh, I got it. You know? And I'm like, yeah, it was kind of like I just got all paranoid, and yeah. the next morning I woke up and I was like, "Okay, well, that was trippy," but it was just all in my head. Yeah, I've really tried to avoid getting it, yeah. you know, and I know that. I mean, that's why the flu is coming back, actually, because people it's gotten it's been so long that people they're they're you know they got their vaccination, they got their boost. And so they're not wearing masks like they used to. Right. And so f the flu has been kind of coming back. As a matter of fact, my first date with Chelsea um, was supposed to be the week before my birthday in April. Yeah. And she called and she's like, yo, I, you know, I'm feeling a little sick. I got to see if I have the cove. 
and turned out she didn't, but she just kind of had a little flu, a little flu. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, it really, really tripped me out. And then during, there was another time during your, um, quarantining where there was a day same. I'm like, yeah, do I got, wait, hold on. (laughs) Is my, does that, is that, is that a throat problem? I don't know. You know, and just a couple little coughs, but I'm like, and I, so I took COVID test myself and didn't have it and that set my mind at ease but yeah as a matter of fact you know i don't know what it why well i think one obviously because i think in america over over a million people have have died of it i'm here girl um but i know that like i i think it was like 2019 i was in that band oh yeah and i we had a we played a little festival. I was living in Seattle, but we played this little festival in Portland called Ceremony of Sludge. And um, the day I got up to go get on the train to go down to Portland, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And I could tell I can tell the difference between I got a cold and the flu. Yeah. And I got the flu bad. I mean, really bad. Yeah. And, I, and it was like two weeks of coughing and chest congestion so when the whole COVID thing came i was like i wonder if it's been here earlier because i mean literally i hadn't been that sick i can't in years and years and years and years and years you know so i it was it was something else but um you know i haven't wanted to catch it well nobody so, does yeah, like, yeah unless you're one of those crazy people that <laughs> yeah. i don't let know. me self-expose yeah but so. yeah but you survived it yeah i kicked thank- covid's ass thankful for that i should get a shirt yeah, <laughs> that says I kicked COVID's ass. I think there is a shirt that exists of that. So yeah, that was that was amazing. But yeah, um, yeah, really. Since I caught COVID, I, I I've still kind of had some like flemminess, like some lingering issues, but it's not anything crazy. Um, in fact, uh, since then, I ended up testing two more times, and uh, since the last time I tested, I, I came back negative. Mm. So. You know, I'm not contagious anymore, thankfully. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm doing good now. So that's, you know, I'm going back to work again and all that stuff. Kali, come here. Come here. Kali's being problematic come on the here. podcast. Kali. She wants the ball. Come on, get up. Come here. you going to come over here and lay with me? Yeah, come, go lay with me. Come on. Go lay with me. Come on. Come on. She doesn't want it. She's just being a problem child. Like always. Yeah. Nothing new here. Nothing, nothing to see here. Yeah, just ignore the girl. It's okay, girl. All right. So I'm going to tell my little story about the film that we're working yeah, on. Yeah, because you've been... Because um, sh- uh, we, now we've mentioned this on the podcast before. Um, in fact, the one we did with August, we talked about that. Yeah. Um, but now it's actually been happening. In production. Yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, it was really... It's been really fun. Initially... A lot of the people that are part of the crew don't really have any experience right on you know producing films. I mean, the most of their experience is like making TikTok videos or something like that. And everyone fucking zoomers. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> everyone on the shoot is I think the the youngest person's 19, Nicole. Mm-hmm. And like one of the main actors Peyton he's 20 mm-hmm. but I think there might be one or two people that might be over 25 
Um, there's guy John. He's the um, assistant director and uh, one of the other principal uh, actors, Pearl. She's I think she's probably 25. She's an Asian girl, Japanese, so she looks younger. Yeah. But just kind of the way she is, I'm like, yeah, I think she's a little older. But um, it's a bunch of young people, and it's funny because initially I was just going to produce it. I was just going to bring the gear, you know, um, help wrangle the people if they needed to be wrangled. And um, the camera operator... Uh, Clayton Green is his name. Good young guy. He, you know, he had said when we were doing um, um, auditions, yeah. I kind of asked him about his, you know, taking photos and stuff. And he had a camera that's like a film camera. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, how'd you get into film? He's like, yeah, I've been doing it for about, you know, four months. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And he was supposed to be the cinematographer as well. And I was like, Okay, he doesn't have any experience with that. But I tried to accommodate it and see what, what he would do. And then um, we had, like, uh, I think it was 18th of May. We had people come on. Um, no, 18th of April. We had a bunch of people come over, and I walked Clayton through the camera system and, you know, talking about the lenses. And, you know, we shoot on micro four-thirds, uh um, which is again, it's, it's a little, there's a lot of technical stuff. Yeah, there's to, a lot of knowledge. Yeah, I don't. I, I could I could sit there and speak about it, but it's just gonna fly over your head. But yeah. there's a, there's a lot to actually shooting cinema, and so at a certain point, I was like, you know, he's gonna have enough on his plate to um, deal with just dealing with it. You want to go get the the ball? <laughs> just go get the ball. Yeah. But yeah, he had a lot to deal with just in using here. Come through this way. Yeah, I will. Using the camera and using the setup, and you know, I ended up buying a, a gimbal, a Zhiyun Crane 3S, and it's it's a heavy duty gimbal for for cin cinema cameras, and uh, so there was a lot to it that he was going to have to learn. So, and he's he's kind of a quiet person. So, you know, the cinematographer and the director really got to work hand in hand. And so at a certain point, I just I said, look, I'm going to do the cinematography. I told I told August, I'm like, you know, he's got enough on his plate just dealing with catching the scenes mm -hmm. correctly. And, you know, he's got no experience. It would be like we're we're this. This is an actual even though it's unpaid. This is an actual serious yeah, it's, it's a production. Little, yeah, like there's NDAs and shit. Yeah, it's it's very professional. These forms. Yeah. So I, I told him, I'm like, it would be like we're doing this super product, uh, you know, this super professional production, and we get the person to edit it that has pretty much. Oh, I've been editing for four months, and it's like, yeah, that's, no, you no. need someone who actually really knows what they're doing and has experience with it. And although I'd never really done cinematographer um kind of duties uh once we started once i started the production company and we were in during covid i spent a bunch of money on classes and to educate myself on how to how to really do the cinematography job um and on top of that just with tattooing because the cinematographer's job is to help bring the director's vision to life and 
although it's different as a tattoo artist, you know, you get someone that they're like, I want a, an infinity symbol or yeah. a heart with a name in it. That's simple. But a lot of the work I do is more custom work. And so someone's like, I kind of want a Japanese thing and da da da, and they're, you know, and they're trying to explain what they're thinking of. And it's up to me as the artist to come up with a concept that they like. So it's, it's similar, although it's different, it's the same thing. So it's just like I have, you know, 20 years of prov providing um, the ability to uh, make a client's um, ideas a reality. So I already know how to kind of do that. So August was like, sounds good, thank you. He was actually really happy, Yeah, you know. And so we shot uh, two weeks ago and then we had a break for one weekend. And then last weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday, we shot again and we had to do a couple reshoots and um, it's just been super interesting um, because August has been very, we, we work well together. He'll have the scene written out and he'll be like, okay, we, we, you know, we, we got this scene done. Okay, moving on. And he'll come over and say, hey, you know, um, what, what do you think about this scene? You know, and the way it's written, I have to kind of... Um, translate what he's what he's wanting yeah and and then you have to kind of know acting and how people act and so for example one of the characters um the uh played by peyton um his character is spacey and he's really artistic and he's lost his you know his his uh his person his uh partner and you know, you're not exactly sure what exactly happened, whether it was suicide or an overdose or, you know, what it was. Um, but let's, let's not spoil all yeah, of it. Yeah, but he, he, he definitely is in a place where he's grieving. And so there was a scene where he finds some pills and he asks Pearl... Um, who's who's uh, playing Tommy? You know what? What is this? You know what? What kind of pills are these? And she's like, "Oh, they're sedatives." And he's like, "Huh?" So initially, he would go and pick up his cereal that's sitting on the table, and then get into position. She's already on the couch, and then put the pills down on the table and then sit down and we did it a couple times and I was like, no, 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 no. That's, that's not it. You know, I'm like, it would be, cause I'm like, you're kind of, you know, in my, in my lifetime, I've met people who have been, um, there's not much wasted movement. They almost move like, you know, someone who does ballet, they, it's very smooth, you know, and I am just as an art artist, the way my brain works, sometimes I'll have three things that I need to do or take three things from, let's stop throwing the ball. Um, th take three things from one room to the next and I'll grab one and I'll walk into the next room and I'll be like, oh, wait. And then I'll go grab the other thing and I'll come, oh shit. So, yeah. you know, so I was like, well, I think he should just come in, sit down, 
and actually lean back and relax. And then he realizes he has the pills again, so he leans forward and puts them down. And then he leans back again. And then he's like, oh, wait. And then he grabs his cereal. And it worked out really good. And um, there was another scene, which I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to put a clip to this scene on our YouTube video uh, a version of our podcast. But the scene was, you know, he, there's a mess on his, on his table, just all this art and crap and, you know, and Tommy kind of is looking down and actually it's shot from a low shot. So the camera's angled up and she just looks down and she's kind of got this disgusted look and she goes, okay, you really need to clean this place up. And he just doesn't look at her. He just continues to eat his cereal. And we did that one a couple times. And I said, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I said, you know what? Pearl, look disgusted. And then look at him. And then look down again. And then say your line. And then once she delivers her line, uh, Peyton, you kind of have a little smirk and kind of look over at her and then look back and then continue to eat. And it turned out perfect. We're gonna we're gonna post that because I actually caught it on my. Camera. Well, that's if I could find the damn clip because there's so many of them. No, I no, I mean I have it on my phone. Oh, you have it on your phone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was because because I have all this footage on a fucking uh, G drive that yeah. you got recently. No, it's 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 and it's funny because so the camera was set up, and August the director was to the right and he filmed it mm. and I was over to the left and I filmed it, but we're both filming with our, our iPhones basically. Yeah. And so the actual, the, the scene that was caught with the actual camera, the cinema camera is perfect, you know? So, but our, our versions are okay, but again, they're, they're iPhones, but um, it really made the scene and, and I'm, it just, it really has been such an enjoyable experience putting this together. And it is, like I was saying earlier, I'm like, it's exhausting. You would think that it's not. You would think, you know, there's a lot of waiting around and action, and then you're just standing there and the actors are acting. But a lot of times we're like filming from like noon or, or the call time when you show up is maybe noon and we might end at 10 o'clock, you know, and it's just, some some of the days I would come home and crash out and just the next day I'm like, God, I feel like I worked out almost, <laughs> although I wasn't lifting anything heavy. You know, I wasn't really doing anything like that, but it really kind of takes it out of you. But it's been a really, really fun experience. Um, I'm really excited to see. Well, one to to wrap the production so we can move on to post-production yeah and uh get that done but we we you know we have plans to um premiere it when it's all done gonna rent a theater and sell some tickets and invite people i'm gonna get a limousine because i've never been in a limousine i've never had a reason to be in a limousine <laughs> but i'm like well i should get a limousine to show up i'm the producer and cinematographer <laughs> you know? that would be fun but um yeah i'm really looking forward to it and i think it's going to be I, from all the work that we're putting into it and the images that we've been able to capture, I think it's going to be 
something special. It's going to be maybe 30 minutes, 35 minutes. Yeah, it's a sh yeah, it's short, a short film. Short but film. but it's going to be, I believe it's going to be a good uh, representation of what we're trying to, to make. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more just curious this, just to see the production, uh, post-production side of things. Because um, mm -hmm. I've never edited a short film before, but I've done enough editing on my own shit that I, I know I can do it. Yeah. Um, it, it, if anything, it's like there's kind of that intimidation factor where it's like you want to make sure it's so tightly edited and like n there's no mistakes and you just want it to be as good as humanly possible. Mm. Not perfect necessarily. There's always going to be imperfections, but mm -hmm. um, well, even on the big, big Hollywood productions, and normally it's just a tiny little thing. Yeah. But it'll slip through. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's when people sit down and they really start doing a deep dive into the actual movie they start catching little things yeah like there was one um it was uh one of the lord of the rings movies mm. where the writers of rohan show up yeah and the scene where the main guy is on his horse mm -hmm. you know and they're surrounding you know the elf and the the man and the what was it elf man whatever um, as he gets off of the horse, yep, you literally see his sword sl slide out of his scabbard. It's it's like <laughs> you know a sword's supposed to be you know tipped down, yeah, and it was literally tip up, and you see it as he's getting off. It slides out, but it's just there for a second, <laughs> and you know, whatever these things happen, you know, and they're little Easter uh, eggs, I guess, yeah. to find you know, but. Anyways, I, I wanted to move on because I don't. We're not going to do a super long one. Yeah, we're just going to keep it light for yeah. this podcast. One of the things that was interesting about um, working on this production so far is that I have a lot of young people, and you know, I get into conversations with them about the things because a couple, of, like a couple of the actors, are actors. Mm -hmm. They 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 have acted they've been you know Peyton they wanted to do this uh this TikTok where it's kind of like to this song and there's little dancing and he's like I'm not doing it it's in my contract I don't have to do TikToks you know this and that <laughs> and then all of a sudden he decides to do it and he goes full bore and and then and August is like oh you were talking about how you didn't want to do it da 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 he's like I was in a musical before <laughs> you know so but yeah so a couple of the people People have experience um, and, and some of them don't but they wanted to be part of it yeah okay and so I get into a conversation about what what you know like what movie or what was it that initially drew you to acting or what was it you know that even with this project when you heard about it you're like yeah I'd like to do that because obviously you have to have a love of film yeah you know to want to do a project like this so um, it got me to thinking about what was it about like movies, what kind of movies initially really grabbed my attention as a young kid where I was like, oh, I love movies, you know, mm -hmm. they tell the great storytelling vehicles. And one of my first ones, I think I was five years old and my dad put this little, I mean, I'm, I'm a little short guy, I'm, you know three feet tall, tall, maybe less. Yeah. And he put this little 13 inch black and white TV on my dresser. And I was so short that 
when it was sitting on the dresser, I was basically looking right at the television. Um, but there was, I turned it on and what came up was uh, Flash Gordon from the 50s. And the first thing I saw was like, a, you know, a moonscape. And then there's this rocket ship with a sparkler sticking out the back and hanging off of two little wires that you can see yeah. and it's <laughs> yeah. across the, and I was, whoa, I was entranced. And so that was the first thing I can really remember where I was like, whoa, that is so cool. And then, cause I was probably around five, six when Jaws came out and my parents went to see it once and that was, I want to say Jaws was the first what they call a blockbuster because literally there were lines going around the yeah, block. Yeah, it was a huge, huge. And so they want, wanted to see it again. And as I remember, I want to say we, I want to say we went to see it at a drive-in, which are almost now totally extinct. But uh, there was the scene where they find this, this fisherman's boat kind of halfway sunk and uh, Hooper dives in and finds that tooth. And then all of a sudden the head pops out, <laughs> missing an eyeball. And it was a scary scene. I remember my mom covered my eyes, but she didn't really do it good <laughs> enough. So I could see with one eye, I, I got to see the head pop out. But that one and then Star, <laughs> Star Wars Golly. were were the ones though that really just I thought it was such an amazing way of telling a story visually that got me into it. what was what was some of yours can you think of things um well as far as film goes like like just straight up film um one movie I can think of that like is inspiring like uh in just terms of yeah even even if you don't have billions of dollars to make a high budget film you can do it um evil dead mm. like that movie the, the first one not necessarily the second one um but uh although both great films in fact i like uh, actually we watched the whole trilogy um recently and uh yeah i i even have uh, the first evil dead movie on the dvd rack over there dude they just uh, just as an aside i saw because it was like high quality footage evil dead game for ps5 oh yeah i know about that and i was like whoa what yeah they made a they made i think it was the dead by daylight devs made a game based off of evil dead it looks fine yeah it it looks fun if you have friends but um but yeah it's it's, in a way it's kind of cool to see how relevant evil dead is today but um yeah the reason i uh evil dead is kind of one of those films that are very inspired because if you watch the first evil dead very low budget very. very low budget. Like literally, it was a few guys and some friends, including Bruce Campbell. Yeah, like Sam Raimi. Uh, what was the other brother? Tim Raimi or whatever. Him and his brother, Sam. Sam and his brother, and then Bruce Campbell and a few other people. Uh, that I think they were in college together. Mm. And it's like, and in fact, um, Bruce Campbell did a really good commentary on the first Evil Dead, and you should listen to it like because the he just describes a lot of the shit they had to do just to get the effects that they wanted mm. um you would have people hanging upside down from the rafters you had uh the the fucking shaky cam where the kandarian demons yeah, 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 like yeah. that thing like they're running through literally they didn't have like an action cam setup yeah. they couldn't afford it 
So they just took their camera, put it on like four planks of wood and made some handles on it and just had two guys running through the forest. Yeah. And shaking it. Yeah. They called it the shaky cam or whatever, or the, uh, what the spook cam or whatever the fuck they called it. Yeah. Um, you know, just stuff like that. Um, and just, yeah, it's kind of cool because it's like when you know how little the budget was and the fact that they managed to, at least for the time, even though it doesn't look as impressive today. Although I would say that's bullshit because even though it looks low budget, it's still kind of impressive that it was just a few friends mm -hmm. that just made a film in the woods. Yeah. And it it's fucking, it's still pretty good. Although if I had to pick which was the better film, I would say Evil Dead 2 was better, yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, they actually had a, they got a budget yeah. out of doing the first one. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The story surrounding um, Evil Dead is kind of interesting. In fact, it's kind of funny because I remember uh, Evil Dead too. This is more of an aside, like because uh, it was kind of weird where it was like this kind of requel, where it was like they kind of they almost did the same. They movie. remade the intro yeah. of of what happened in the first film. In fact, I didn't know this, but the reason why they had to remake what happened, yeah, was because. Sam Raimi didn't even have the rights to the first one. Oh, wow. Because I think what happened was, because I think he did get some funding on Evil Dead 1, but it was like, it was super small. But then he did that film. It did fucking well. Um, but for but some whoever put up the money was like, I'm holding the rights to this. Or something. Or, or it was like, I don't remember the exact story, but it was like he tried to get funding to make, or I think from the same guys, to make Evil Dead 2, and his intent was to make it a sequel, and where it's supposed to start in that film, the moment where um, Ash comes out of the fucking cabin, he's like, he sees the sun coming up, mm -hmm. and, you know, where in the first movie, you have that last scene where the fucking demons, go, you know, from the first person point of view, is running, is just going through the fucking, smashing down the doors of the cabin, goes through, and just, you see that clo extreme close-up on Ash, and then in the second film, that's where they, they do the exact same thing. And, and what happens is Ash gets like taken in the air, uh, you know, rocking yeah. all that shit and just he gets possessed. Um, that's supposed to be where the movie should have started. Mm. But because he didn't necessarily have the rights or just couldn't, I don't know what the deal is, but he had to redo it yeah. in order to be able to get the funding for it mm. or something like okay. that okay so e even just knowing stuff like that it's like it's just it's interesting um interesting stuff and so kids if you have not seen evil dead go watch it yeah go it's watch it incredible i'm movie. not even talking about the the that 2015 remake or whatever no whenever the that original the original one well that was a, I, I like those kind of first of all i like practical effects i'm not yeah. a big you know cgi guy and actually, one of the effects that we did, um, which was interesting, because I've I've always seen the um, the the science project, the 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 single slit, where you take a light source and you shoot light through a slit, and then it creates multiple slits. Mm. And so we wanted to um, simulate. Um, uh, blinds okay. not, not the oh, kind yeah, that go yeah, across yeah. but they go down 
right? Mm -hmm. And so what what someone came up with was a little, you know, RGB light, which is about the size of a, a cell phone, maybe a little bit bigger. And then they took a, a cardboard box and they covered the inside with um, black gaffer tape, which is, it's not shiny. Yeah. It kind of sucks up the light. And then there was a slit in the in the box and they put it all together and they you know they showed me they like turned it on and kind of pointed out the wall and you see these lines like like um like blinds and they just kind of move them around a little bit and i was like whoa that is so cool you know it's just interesting how sometimes when you're shooting a film you you what you kind of come up with just to yeah. whether it's like i've watched i've watched big uh, watched an interview with someone, a director or cinematographer, and they were, I can't remember the movie, but the person that's interviewing them is going through some shots and asking like, what kind of lighting were you using? What were you doing? And the guy's like, well, actually we needed to light it a certain way and we didn't have access to this or that in the moment. So I just had someone go down to Home Depot and get some, you know, they're like the metal round lights with yeah. a bulb in it he's like and that's how we got some of those the the lighting for those shots they were ten dollar lights <laughs> you know and when it comes to film man stuff's expensive you know oh yeah like ari is a is a company that produces um not only cameras but lighting systems and so sometimes when you're watching a you know a movie and you have like bright sunshine coming through a window and stuff like that that's not the sun it's a light mm -hmm. and some of those lights are like twenty thousand dollars yeah you know really expensive. so expensive so but anyways i think with that we're gonna just go ahead and shut down we got some good stuff coming up again we've had so much going on that you know we had to just take a little break and and get done what we needed to get done yeah um but we are definitely going to be coming back and giving you some more content some more stories and etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah um good topics to talk about and we've missed you we've missed doing this it's always so fun I yeah yeah sorry for the long hiatus but, yeah um but yeah we're gonna get back in the swing of things um i mean of course there's gonna be probably uh sometime by the time i have to produce that or uh, do the post-production of that film there might be some time where, where we don't where we don't do it yeah because i'm gonna have to be so focused on that but um but yeah we're gonna try to keep to our schedule that we promised uh, the every other week yeah and uh get some podcasts published again uh because it's been so long yeah so but anyways it's like forever but yeah no it, it's, it, it feels like it's been forever <laughs> but it's not um anyways that's been episode 21 of the crook and candle podcast thank you guys so much we appreciate all of you and Indeed. um as always have a nice day night what it makes you happy and you guys take care peace peace